I'm Cathy Van Royen from Chatty Cathy. The world has changed since I've started these podcasts. Normal looks different. And it sounds different. Now more than ever, stories are waiting to be told. And I'm here to share them with you. Peter Darrell is a successful businessman, mentor, athlete, with 50 years of extraordinary running, he has many stories to share. He's passionate about helping others, and now, in this time of uncertainty, he poses the challenge, why live by default when you can live by design? Peter, it's week, I don't know how many, week five, four, five of lockdown, and we're still under a quite strict lockdown here in South Africa, and running is still a, a non-entity for most people, other than people are making plans in their backyards. So how are you been keeping? I've, I've been keeping well. Uh, I haven't been doing these crazy things that a lot of people are doing. Um, and I talk about crazy things, uh, but the big event over the, over the last period is the six-day virtual circuit race and there were 36 people around the country who, part mm -hmm. who participated in this event uh, running all around the country. Uh, I, uh, I know that uh, the lady who came second was running in, in Richards Bay um, and uh, so it really was people from all around the country i know there was a family from east london running and obviously here in Kaoteng, they would have all been at, at different venues is this um, eric wright's six day circuit eric eric wright's uh, circuit eric wright actually in his own back garden set up a circuit and and he had all of the tools that he'd had for his circuits that he normally uses at, at the witchwood primary school he then had all of the technology so that in in Eric's case, he was actually electronically tracked all the way as, as the guys are tracked at the circuit at the school and with videos and proper timing and that sort of thing. He'd also marked the course very strictly so there was no cutting of corners. And so that I know that in, in Eric's case, that the distance would have been as close as 100% perfect as, as possible. Um, of the top five who, who were doing it, it was the, the two top ladies, they actually ran theirs on a treadmill. And you could talk about treadmills more than me. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I thought it was, it was quite amazing. The girl who came second overall, Marsha Muller from Richards Bay, um, she clocked up over the six days, 580 kilometers wow. over the six days, which, which takes some doing. Yeah. Um, and uh, I also say it says something about, something about her ability as well as, as the treadmill's ability. Because yeah. I've been looking at a couple of other people who've been trying to do these runs on treadmills and have burnt their treadmill out. 
So yeah. uh, I don't know how many hours she spent actually running, but it must have been it must have been quite significant. It's um, quite, sorry, it's quite it's quite amazing to think that you know through through all of your running experience in your city forty years and Eric's vast experience that there is there is a new kind of uh, approach on I mean I know people have trained on treadmills before but the fact that they're doing these kind of six-day circuits on on their back garden or in their treadmills and finding so it's even though it's still it's, it's still a different kind of running it's brought in a completely different energy and different kind of approach to the to the running itself so you know lockdown has been quite I wouldn't say good for that but it's it's definitely a different kind of mindset and and it, it has been but just just on the treadmill um what's his name salazar is it can you remember his christian name he was yeah. the american who won who won comrades a few years back and it was yeah. i say a few years back it was quite a long time back he's the guy who's now become a controversial coach uh relating to to drugging drug drugs for his uh, uh guys uh, yeah. He was also Mo Farrow's coach for a while, and uh, and so on. But the, but the story I really wanted to say was that he trained for comrades in America purely by running on on a treadmill. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 possible, and but I, is, I think, as you say, the, the the energy that is that has come out of that um, that a number of these part, participants are Facebook friends of mine. Yeah, and um, I, I I should have made a note of it as I went along to say that Fanny Nordia uh, went through the marathon mark in five and a half hours uh, mm -hmm. and things like that because they were actually posting photographs yeah on Facebook uh, of themselves and showing their watches and things like that just to. To, to add to the authenticity of their of their of their performances yeah so it was it was as inspiring as, as seeing the real event um, now in fourth place was amanda economan a 70 73 year old lady from pretoria mm. you over over the six days clocked 420 k's and i Gosh. thought that was a phenomenal performance I don't know much about her, but I do know that she she holds a, a, a number of other age group records and related to long distance running. So quite 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 in, quite inspiring. Fantastic. Um, Fani Nordia actually completed three one hundred milers in a row, and uh, again, you know, in, in inspiring stuff. Um, I sort of thought about it on a few occasions, and uh, whilst I'd entered the entered the six-day circuit race, which was postponed because of the lockdown, uh, I was quite happy to do that, and uh, I'm not so sure that I would have been happy to do it on a a, a hundred-meter track in my back garden and that sort of thing so i take i take my hat off to the guys and uh, i mean to think of a, the winning target was 615 k's in six Gosh. days is, is quite something else 
Eric Wright only came, I say only came fifth, and he did 411 Ks. So uh, I just say, you know, hats off to all of the guys. I think what you said earlier about the, the Salzabar and his treadmill running, I think South Africans in particular take the running outside with our good weather really for granted. So this has brought about a, a new awareness of what people, especially those in the Northern Hemisphere, when they're training for comrades and for the, for the big heavy times of, of blizzards and, and yes, hard yes. running, that they do the treadmill running. So it is, it's maybe given us a sense of an appreciation. But I think what the difference is as well with, is that we can't actually go out on the road. So, you know, when you're doing treadmill running and training for a big event and you're in the Northern Hemisphere, you, you might get a break in the weather where you could go and do a long run, whereas, you know, yes. these guys are doing four or 500 Ks in 100 meters or on a treadmill. It, it, it is a different kind of mental, um, mental training, I would assume, just knowing that you can't go and just let steam out on the road, for instance. Yes, yes. Cathy, uh, you've been doing a fair bit of treadmill running in recent times. How do yeah, you relate to? <laughs> Look, I, I, at the moment, I'm not, I think the furthest I've ever run on a treadmill in, in all my years of treadmill running is maybe a maximum an hour's time. So, I, you know, the distance varies, but yeah. it is, and I, my treadmill is in a covered outdoor venue, so I can still see the garden, I can still feel the fresh air, but a lot of these people are running inside small gyms or in small basements and things like that. So it a lot of people will you'll listen i for, for one will listen to an audio book or an audio podcast or something in order to keep my brain distracted um some people listen to music some people are able to watch tv i i can't watch and listen and run at the same time so you find your own way really you know you find what works but i do find it something that distracts my brain from the heavy thinking of okay yes. i'm only you know, 20 minutes, and it feels like I've been running for three hours. Um, so it's to, it's to kind of trick the brain into keep going because of the menial yeah. thinking. Of it. I, yeah. I've never done more than uh, more than half an hour on a treadmill. Yeah. Um, and, and, and part of that was that most of my treadmill running was, has been done in a gym uh, yeah. where you are restricted to, to running for it used to be 20 minutes and they extended it to 30 minutes. So I mm. would abide by those regulations. And, yeah. and, and, and then my treadmill at home, uh, just because uh, of, of where it was, I would never do more than, more than 30 minutes. Uh, and so... Yeah, hats um, off to these, these people that have yeah, done really, so well. Yeah, really, seriously, hats yeah. off. Um, the other thing I wanted to just chat about was... Uh, this last weekend, of course, it was the it was the London Marathon. So for today's interview, I'm wearing the London Marathon T-shirt, oh, uh, and, and it's okay. So I've got such fond memories of of London, but it was also, and I still call it the the Slow Mag um, Marathon, which is the Benoni Northerns Marathon, mm -hmm. uh, which is one of I think one of the so-called so iconic runs of Gauteng, uh, but it's a race that has gone through many changes. Um, I didn't run it in the original days when it was run from the Civic Centre in Joburg out to Brackpan. 
the first time I ran it, it was run from the Civic Center in Joburg to Benoni. And okay. I ran that a number of times. Uh, it used to be called the Golden Reef Marathon. Um, and um, then it, it changed its name. And I can't quite recall the exact sequence, but but I certainly ran it as as ran it as as the Lucasade Marathon. Uh, I then ran it as the Thompson Tool, and it then became the Slow Mag. Uh, subsequently, it became the Roborg, and now it's the now it's the Pro Pro uh, Pro Fix, uh, and. It certainly was something when it was run from Joburg to Benoni. And yeah. I, I was sort of trying to recall the course last night. So we'd started the Civic Center and effectively we ran down Rissick Street. And mm -hmm. I don't recall what happened after that. Um, we then got from Rissick Street somewhere into Jewel Street, but how we did that I don't quite recall. It may have been along Marshall Street or something like that. And then you went down Jewel Street, uh, got onto the Main Reef Road, ran right through Germiston into, into Boxburg, and then to Benoni. And I always remember you'd get to, you'd get to Benoni at 32 Ks. And yeah. you'd think, well, I've got to Benoni. I was set out to get to Benoni. And now that you've got to Benoni, you think the race is over. Still and still another slog for another <laughs> 10 Ks. And uh, that was that was something else. Yeah. Um, but I've got some I've got some fond memories of that run. And uh, okay. uh, but if, as you go back all those years to see how that area has changed so much of that route, particularly on either side of Germiston. Yeah. You actually run through squatter camps and the like, so it wouldn't be it wouldn't be safe today. Yeah, um, but it was also it, it, they were logistic hassles because you needed to have someone get you to the start, and then somebody had to pick you up at the finish. Uh, but it was it was you know like the comrades marathon, a point to point, and uh, so nowadays, nowadays, when does it run? It's it's now it and again it's been it's been through a whole lot of changes. It's run from the Benoni Benoni Northern Sports Club, and those are the that's a, that's the organising club, and um, that course has basically gone through two major changes. Uh, it used to run around the lakes of Benoni and was very scenic, uh, much like the the Johnson Cranes route. But mm -hmm. now you effectively run out to Ibotsi. You run through the Ibotsi estate, round the golf course, and so on, before coming back into Benoni, running past the Bunny Park and, and those things. Uh, it's quite scenic. But um, again, it's, it's, it's a two-lap course. And uh, in fact, it goes beyond that because they've got it down as a 21, a 42, and then they take it up to a 50 as well and the 50 you finish you finish the marathon go right past the uh, right past the finish line and go out yeah. and do a, another loop of uh, of 8k's to get to 50 
Uh, I also know that as a, as a marathon, I've had a couple of occasions where I've entered it, entered it as a marathon. But when you come in at 21 k's and you see the finish line there, uh, I've always just succumbed to the temptation of saying 21 is enough for me today and, yeah. and calling it a day after just one lap. But uh, yeah. it is a nice one. Cathy, you never ran it? I did do the marathon. Um, the one year, I think it was the first year that they, they did the loops, you know, past the finish. So I did the marathon and I'm, I think I did yes. it under the five hours in those days. And I quite enjoyed it. I do remember it was quite a nice through the suburbs. And, there was lots of people. And that was, was that the one through Ibotsi or was it the one around the lakes? Can you remember? It, there was no lakes, so it was obviously more. Um, more the Ibotsi around the golf course, through the golf course, and that sort of thing. Yeah, and it was surprisingly hilly because when I think East Rand, we always think flat, but it was surprisingly yes. hilly. So yeah, I, I remember. I do enjoy. I do, I do remember good memories of the race, so, so it could have been, <laughs> it would have been no, a nice one if I've got a good memory. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it, 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 it was, and it was, and it was well organised, and the atmosphere at the finish was, was something else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's so, great. It yeah. seems so strange to be talking about these races as memories and not as recollections from the past weekend's running, doesn't it? It does. Um, but that's what it's all about. And uh, I sort of sit here a little bit saying, well, you know, the older I get, the better I was or the faster I was or, or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh, you're still doing really great. Anyway, Peter, I think um, we've, we've, we've come to the end of this week's podcast, but it was really great to hear some of your recollections. And such a pity that we don't have definite records of, you know, through the through the handling of the clubs, unfortunately, with always being volunteers, a lot of the history might have gotten lost in the actual route race, you know, the the races routes and that kind of thing. So maybe maybe the clubs are doing a better job, and I just haven't been made aware of it. But it's something to look into, looking at the the history of the routes of races. Yeah, the routes, yes, yes, particularly a race like this one, yes. Yeah. Great. Well, okay, thank you for thank joining you. us. We'll, we'll catch up next week. Super. Look forward to it. Thank you.